Gross. Oh, no, I would not want to be a hygienist. No. no. You want to test Jenny out? So, Jenny, just talk Hello. Yeah, I seriously feel like you're x-raying my teeth. Yes. We want to see your teeth. <laughs> they are stained from too much coffee. That's what tea. our listeners have said over and over. We want to see, see people's, people's teeth. teeth. Not the pets anymore. Oh, we still want to know about your pets. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today we're continuing our Enneagram series with all things Enneagram 2. It was my joy to welcome Dr. Jenny Carter, and I can't wait for you to hear my interview with her. So let's go. Welcome back to The Gnome Podcast, and it is such a joy and honor to welcome a friend of mine, a friend of the podcast. It's Dr. Jenny Carter. She is here to talk to us about all things Enneagram 2. Jenny, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we had you last. Was it over a year ago? It was actually two years ago. Wow. It was in December of 21. Was sound engineer Ricky was not here. It was sound engineer Nathan. Yes. Wow. Wow. Shout out Nathan if he's listening. I don't know why he would be, but if he is... We miss you, bud. But we have Ricky now. We really don't need you anymore. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Jenny, I you've been on the podcast before, but it's been almost two years, as you said. So do you mind telling the people 30 seconds of who you are? Sure. My name is Jenny Carter. I um, have three daughters, and my husband, Paul, and I have been married for 18 years. And our daughters are almost 16, 12, and 10. Wow. And, you know, that's the very, I mean, you're not going to brag on yourself, but your doctor, Jenny, what is your doctorate in? Higher education. Higher and education. most of my research has been on spiritual formation and spiritual struggle. Love. And so you are currently, what is your title at Southeastern University? I am a professor and I'm also the chair of our Center for Teaching and Learning. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Okay. And then also, it's the Gnome Podcast. Yes. Jenny, give us an update since two years ago on your cat. Cats? Cat? Cats. So okay. we have a dog, Zoe. Okay. She's Springer. She's nine. She's not as exciting as the 18-year-old, no, I'm sorry, 19-year-old <gasps> cat. The cat is still with us? Ashley is still with us. Ashley! Shout out Ashley! Ashley, who gets medicine every morning oh. that keeps her alive. Um, like Ashley, that you're taking better care of her than like of the three kids, of the two, your two children or three children? No, <laughs> not, not quite, though she wakes me up somewhere around 4 a.m., and cries because she gets the medicine and canned food. No. So if you're a cat and she kind of makes this like baby pterodactyl like cry. Is so there don't any chance you want to do that for us? Or, you know, that's fine. You don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I can replicate it, especially in public yeah, settings. Just use your imagination. Just listeners. use your imagination. Yeah. Okay. So, but every night, like she sees when I come go to, get to go to bed and she like gets excited and crawls up in the blankets <laughs> next to me. But I mean... I would think her, I would think she's almost about to go on to be with the Lord. <laughs> you don't, don't count Ashley out. But she's know. probably going to hit 20. I mean, you, it'll be next August. I but. hope she makes it another 19. You know, I really, You're really <laughs> sweet. But my kids joke, I may have said this on the podcast last time, when mom and dad die, I mean, that's hopefully super far away. Yeah. They're like, one of us is going to inherit Ashley. <laughs> So Ashley has lasted longer than even the marriage at this yes, point. Yes, I got her before I was married. No Paul way. actually got her for me as a present Aww. before we got married. Shout yes. out Ashley the cat. We love if you have a cat that's older than Ashley, please let us know in the comments <laughs> for this episode because we would love to hear about your super old cat. Yes. That would your, be enlightening. Yeah. And does your cat also require medication at 
4.30 in the morning, 4 I to 4.30 in the morning. I feel like Ashley might be a kindred spirit. Like, I mean, I really, at 41, feels just very similar vibes. I like, can't wait for my food. Um, just really meowing and pterodactyl noising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Jenny, it's an, a special treat to have you because mm. you are currently, if I understand correctly, teaching parts of the Enneagram? Yes. So, one of the classes that I teach in our doctoral programs is called Motivation and Influence, where we look at big picture motivation theory. How do you ethically influence people? How do you empower people in your organizations? But where I start the class is I actually spend a little bit of time with the students doing work with the Enneagram. Wow. Because at the heart is... What is your core motivation? I love that. And so um, as I was designing the class almost five years ago, looking at some of the work of Suzanne Stabile for myself, she made that statement, the Enneagram at its core is about what motivates us. And I was like, I would love to use that in my class. So yeah, I love it. An actual fun class that like I would want to take. I would hope so. So we start understanding how am I motivated before I can motivate other people. Wow. Okay. That's so self-leadership before you try to lead others. Ooh, okay. Well, Jenny's decided to preach today, I guess. So um, I'm. that was a word. Um, okay. So you are an Enneagram. Two. Two. Tell us what you believe is the simplest definition of what is an Enneagram two. Enneagram twos um, really care about other people. They called the helper. They're called the helper. They're called the helper. Um, Some people call them the advisor and some of the other language that's out there. Um, Enneagram to see the needs other people have. They can feel things Mm. that other people like they can see in a restaurant. If a waitress is struggling Mm. and a customer client is struggling, like someone sitting at the table and Enneagram two may be able to sense, I know how to help the conversation. I can Mm. feel the pain of both of them. Wow. The ironic part though, is that Enneagram 2s are horrible at identifying what their own needs are. Ooh, wow. Um, And so my story with the Enneagram is uh, a dear friend of ours, Rachel Foreman, did Mm -hmm. not know this, but she was on our podcast for the eighth. She was. Um, Five and a half, six years ago, I was working with a bunch of grad students who were super excited about this thing called the Enneagram. They're like, you need to take the test. You're just, it'll help you understand yourself. Yeah. I took it and I didn't like it. I did not understand it. <laughs> did you get two that first time? I got a two the first yeah. time. I got a two the first time. I was super frustrated with it. And I was like, I don't understand what this is about. I kept, it was in my inbox. I would kind of mm. go back to it, try to read through it. And I just prayed this, not even real prayer. <laughs> Lord, if I'm supposed to understand this, you're going to have to send someone to help me understand it. Really? So keep up with the story. Cause obviously I'm here <laughs> on the known podcast to talk about being an Enneagram too. Yeah. The first time I actually had coffee with Rachel at Concord coffee and we're getting to know each other and she's sharing some of her story. She's like, do you know anything about the Enneagram? I was like, lots of people love it and I don't get it. Well, the truth of why I didn't get it is because it was so spot on, mm-hmm. I was really uncomfortable. Wow. And so, but ironically, the Lord answered that prayer and he sent something, someone to me wow. who unpacked it. And once um, I really got into it, went back and re-looked at my results and started um, reading a book that Rachel recommended. We were talking about it earlier before we started recording called mm-hmm. The Sacred Enneagram. Yeah. It was, I felt like someone had been following me around for yeah. my whole life and understood my story. Wow. Understood my brokenness, understood my hangups. Wow. And that book helped me understand more of the language around other people. And that one in particular, I don't um, I don't use it in the class, but it's like, here are just things your own brokenness is prone to. And this mm. is how Jesus wants to just be the salve and the oil that pours into wow. you. Wow. Um, and that's, yeah. So now I'm a, 
a believer and I'm using it in the class. But oh my gosh, I love that because you know we've had people before say, oh, I don't. This isn't you know biblical, or and we're not saying this is this isn't in place of biblical you know um, reflection. First of all, if you want to get to know yourself, get to know the Lord. Yes, He created you. But this is a fabulous tool, and it's a. We always tell people. So you may have seen this episode title come up. I'm not an Enneagram two. I'm going to skip it. No. The point is to learn the Enneagram of not just yourself, but those around you so that yes. you can become a better friend, a better partner, a better mom, whatever it is that you're doing and going through. Okay, so you mentioned core motivation is yes. like the distinguishing thing with Enneagram. Yes. So what is the core motivation for a two? They want to be loved and they want to be wanted, mm. but they will settle for being needed. Wow. Ooh, this is getting deep already. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like, I want to give you a hug and tell you that I love you. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Okay, so how then immediately I want to get into the spiritual aspect of yeah. that. Okay, Do, I've, I've, I have a lot of dear friends who are twos and they were, would you say, agree or disagree, like it's hard for a two to need help, ask for help? I would say yes, but I would go even further. And this is my story. This may not be true of all twos, but I've heard other things out there about that is I've had um, either my husband or coworkers and say, you seem stressed. You seem overwhelmed. Like, Mm. what can I help you with? And I like am blank. Mm. I like, I don't have words. And what's even at times I realized as this is unpacked and the Lord um, I'm going to go slightly a different direction. You talked about this. Like, is this scriptural? Is this not? This yeah. is a tool that God can use you to help you understand yourself. Absolutely. Ultimately, it's the Lord. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, I would say that about strengths finders, about MBTI, whatever you're looking at, but it's a tool that God can use to give you words and language around that. So for me, these ideas kind of came up where I would, that's where I could get really cranky, really nasty. (laughs) And what it was is in that moment, I was like, I was blank. I had nothing, like Mm. I had no words. And it was, okay, this is in your brokenness. So Mm. the the sin or the more challenging side of twos is they have a lot of pride. And that was one thing I was like, no, (laughs) that is not me. But it's in that pride of your sort of default of like, I don't have needs. I take care of other people. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to shut down. These are things that can be unhealthy. And that's where ultimately, okay, the spiritual side, um, I may have referenced a book at the known conference when people like, Hey, what are books you should read Um, One book is none like him by Jen Wilkin. And she goes through 10 characteristics of God that he alone has. Mm. And the chapter that really sticks out to me the most is on self-sufficiency. Um, but so I don't know. I think yeah. that's a, 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 a some Probably ideas that can connect to anyone. But really, for an yeah. enneagram too, God is not requiring you to be self sufficient. No, your people around you are not requiring you, and most likely are not requiring you to be self sufficient. And so when they want to help you mm. or they want to take care of you, so one tool that's been helpful for me is sometimes I don't in that moment I may not know what I need. But yeah. if someone asks me, I'll be like, "Can you listen to me right now? Because this is what I'm feeling." Yeah, and then I'll be like, "Can you help me understand?" Or, or as I'm verbally processing, twos can also can often be huge verbal processors and I'm like oh I need a chicken sandwich (laughs) (laughs) honestly I just need something to eat a chicken sandwich might solve a lot of the world's problems yes like a night of sleep like there's like there's very little things things. like that but it's sometimes it's like actually what I need that moment is I need an hour where no one needs me Mm. Because I need to ga- gather my thoughts. I need to do these things, and I need something to eat. Yeah, and and it'll reset. That does. I mean, you get your family has walked through cancer. My dad mm-hmm. has walked through cancer. You know what I mean? That like in yeah. that particular, those are very big situations. I don't want to minimize that. Yeah, but, of course. But in that, sometimes in that moment, okay, give them a little bit of space. Yeah. 
give them an opportunity to have you eaten lunch yet today yeah but yeah. twos i can be like i don't need to eat um you probably you do need to eat yeah you probably do and i don't mean that and i'm like no i'm fine today i'm just gonna keep going i'm yeah. just gonna keep oh where it gosh. goes so wow um but it's it's been where i can feel like the prick of the holy spirit being like okay you're going here yeah is that really where you want to go mm. or are you just doing that because that's where you would feel needed. That's where you would feel yes. that validation in that sense. Yes. Well, you kind of touched on it, but what I was going to say too is like, there are things about our numbers that can make us so, um, I feel like that are strong points for the Lord. Like, so yeah. in other words, I feel like if a two needs gratitude, then you're probably good at expressing gratitude. Correct. And that is something that the Lord, you know, loves from all of us. But then, like, if you have a hard time, like you said, with self-sufficiency and dealing with that, that is hard because you have a God who said, like, literally die to self. Yeah. And take up your cross. Follow me. I'm not yeah. looking for, you know, a Martha. I'm looking for a Mary or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's it's hard. That It is interesting to me that two and three are next to each other, you know, the way they are because – threes would be like the Martha getting it done and like you know you your your two is going I need to be a Mary and sit at the feet of God and thank him and do those things and neither one's I mean they all need each other but I love that that's a strength twos have is that I do feel like you guys are really good at sitting in that moment and saying like okay God I'm thankful for this I thank you and even as I wish this was maybe being expressed to me yeah I'm gonna express it outwardly like I feel like twos are very good loyal friends twos are good loyal friends they genuinely care. Yeah. Um, they, like I said, I think they have the ability to see things that others that others don't, and that's not knocking the other numbers. No, yeah. Um, but I think, um, and I've seen this language in other things. It, it turns on your expectations. Mm. Just because I can see it doesn't mean that somebody else can. So yeah. I can't sit in a place of expecting someone to see things the way that I mm. do or being frustrated when that doesn't happen That's so because good. they bring something, they bring some other gifting or some other piece to the table to yeah. whatever situation we're part of, whether it's a friendship or a team dynamic or something like that. That's so good. Um, but I think that has been helpful. Some of the other language that has been helpful for me is, um, is this mind to pick up? Mm, wow. Um, I heard another two Love express that. it that way on a podcast and that she's like, that's leaning into the Lord. Is it mine to pick up? Like I am called to do something like I I, just because I see these things. Is this mine to pick up? Wow. And not letting um, this over sense of burden to be a part of it. But um, twos want to be appreciated for their own uniqueness. Mm. Um, I think the other thing that has helped me in understanding, okay, what's the good of how God has made me is twos can lean into a four. When they're healthy, which they're unique, they want to be appreciated for the who uniquely are, but that's not tied to flattery. It's not tied to manipulation. It's not trying to get my yeah. worth out of all of this. Yeah, yeah. It's on it all ultimately it's being rooted in Christ mm. and being I'm made in the image of God. He has given me these giftings, these callings. So I don't need to be self sufficient. Yeah. But um you pointed out the the past scripture a couple minutes ago about lay down your cross, you know, mm. and you lay down your life and like pick up your cross and follow him. The only way we can do that is when we're actually not self-sufficient yeah. and leaning in so good to the Lord. Wow. Yeah. And that's in big things and it's how am I, what's my attitude as I unload the dishwasher? Yeah. When I'm frustrated, a kid didn't unload it when it was their chore. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that ever happens to other people. Never. Maybe just in my family. <laughs> Never. Um, you know, I've been like learning so much from each number on this podcast mm -hmm. as we've done it. Um, I love what you just said about the, is that mine to pick up. That is such a good 
I mean, that's good for anybody, but I believe that could really set some twos free. Yeah. Um, but there was things that shocked me about every number. Like sevens said, oh, I'm not afraid of change. And I almost fell out of my chair because that's like, I hate change, you know. And what do you think that's something about twos that it's like, oh, I, I'm really good at this or I don't like this. And it's like the thing that maybe other people are like, oh. I, that's the last thing I want to do. Cause like one that comes to mind for me is like the twos are going to be the people you call when you're moving. Twos are the people that you want to call when you're moving. <laughs> and as a three, I'm going, Oh man, don't call me. I'd love to financially support that. Do I want to come help you move? No. I want to know what your drink is at Starbucks. Yeah. Or if it's not Starbucks. Yeah. And I want to make sure you have that. That's awesome. Like in moments where you need it. Okay. So I want to understand, I want to see what you, you and this is genuine like we were talking earlier like what are your pens like I like mild liners yeah. but what are yours <laughs> and if you're starting something new I would want to make sure okay on this new venture you have the right pens the right paper awesome. to make you feel cared for and loved yeah that's and so maybe good. also because I like certain pens and paper you know what right. I mean but but what is it that's going to make you feel cared for and loved so it's interesting I'm going to I'm pointing back to Susie and Stabile again but she's an Enneagram too mm -hmm. she's written three books um, and does lots of coaching, lots of teaching on She's married to an Enneagram 9, which I'm married to an Enneagram 9. I was going to ask you that. Yes. You're married to a 9. Okay. A 9. Who can see multiple perspectives. Mm -hmm. They like harmony. Um, but Feels like it would be a good, good match. Yes, it would be a good match. I mean, too late now. If not yeah, yeah, like 18 and a <laughs> half years in, three kids, like an old cat, other pets. But um, no, no, that's very good. But it was, um, but something, this is where, I think this is the, the balance and when I was going through leadership coaching like 18 months ago I just blurted out to my leadership coach one day crying walk like walking through them things I don't think leadership coaching always involved crying maybe it does for me <laughs> but the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant mm. places from Psalm 16 and so I think it's Psalm 16 um but uh that is helpful with that whole idea mm. of like um, what is mine to pick up, mm, but then flourishing in the spaces he has given us. Um, but twos who are married to nines, twos want to know how do I take care of you? How do I love you? How do I help you flourish? Nines don't care yeah. on a lot of things. So she talked about, um, I always want to know what my husband wanted for dinner. And he said, I don't care. <laughs> and she really wanted to know, but the nine really didn't care <laughs> and so i think again that's that yeah. um like where am i flourishing and where am i actually helping people or mm -hmm. where do i think i'm helping people where i'm like fighting about dinner and they really don't care i like what you said about you sort of have to be careful that you're not like doing these things because that's what you would want yes. and i mean that not in a bad way because like the golden rule do you know do unto others yes. as you but at the same time, like I've learned this about giving, for example, mm. okay? When I give with expectation, um, I don't think it's true giving, right? Because yeah. then I give and I'm going like, you need to come say thank you to me, you know, because yeah. I feel that. Or my son brought donuts to school and he goes, mom, this one kid came up and took three donuts and he didn't ask and he didn't say thank you. And I said, but buddy, maybe he didn't have breakfast that day. Maybe yeah. he was hungry, you know? And I said, also, we had already given them at that point. And mm. he meant it kind you know he meant it like i'm sorry that you spent the money on donuts and blah 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 but i said but buddy i had already given that and it's yeah. like i gave it to give it not in the expectation of receiving that back i feel like what i've read about twos is that a struggle is i've done this for you and like how come you don't see that you should also be doing this for me mm -hmm. does that check out for you that checks out for me or even just being noticed for it yeah um 
and where am I even passive aggressively like holding a grudge yeah. doing other things like that I feel that in the mom place and the mom zone like a lot yeah um obviously as a teacher like there's a, like similarities in those type of ro roles and um or you did this for me before you took this paper like very late before why aren't mm. you doing it again and I'm like uh like um but I've caught myself. The other thing is where this language is really helpful. A lot of my job has been done over, you know, either email. I'm interacting with students, but it's over email. Mm. Is as I'm phrasing it, I'm like, Lord, why am I phrasing it this way? Am mm. I phrasing it this way? Am I leaning into? Yeah. I want to get my worth from this, or am I actually getting my worth from yeah. the source? Anything can be idolatry. Mm, Any wow. good thing so that true. is put on the throne of our lives. Amen can be idolatry. And so I think is it too that's helped give me language for like, oh, I'm leaning into this. Yeah. And again, that, that pride sin of like, oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, honey, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that to me. Hey, Jenny, yeah, you are. What does yeah, that yeah, look yeah. like? But um um but there's I think a lot of good about being a two. That's what I literally was gonna be my next question. I was gonna say what I'm gonna ask you both sides, but yeah. like, what do you think you really love about being a two? Or even if it's not like, oh, I love this, but you think that twos are great that they bring to the table. Um, they will point out people that maybe other people miss. Mm, I love that. They will see things that other people miss. Yeah. And hopefully where flourishing can happen mm -hmm. in someone else or just there is encouragement thing happen. Like they can notice the other, they can notice that part and yeah. bring people into community. Um, they can sense that need. Like they sense someone's moving. Mm. Um, they can, I can't, I can't, I guess I can't get away from the idea of the fact that a two is going to see something that other people mm. don't. And let's present this other perspective on why that person might be struggling or why that person needs. I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. not one I had, come to this podcast knowing and I think it's great and yeah. um, so needed in a world we always pray like Lord give me your eyes give me your ears and it's like do we even mean that but <laughs> um, because if you pray that prayer get ready for the ride of a lifetime but I love that um, and I can say from personal that I think twos are incredible helpers but they're incredible friends and they are great team members because they're not necessarily looking for the credit they do want to be thanked for it and they want to be noticed but they are ultimate team players I think yeah and so what would you say you don't think you bring well to the table or you don't like about being a two the whole limits thing I think has been a long piece of something that just comes up for me like I see the need but am I the one to meet the need and mm. being okay when the need is not met mm. and like um I think of like, I think about it when I hear the news, I'm like, who are the people, like, is everyone being taken care of in mm, terms of what's happening wow. in the Middle East? Um, or these, like, things that are happening in our own country, I'm like, are you okay? Is someone taking care of you? Did you have a meal today? <laughs> like, yeah. do you have a blanket that you feel comfortable with? And you like, mm. those are different. And for people I don't necessarily know. And so, and it's when the world is broken yeah. and when we're not at Revelation 21 and 22, mm. when everything there are no more tears, all yeah. that. It's the tension of the wow. in-between and being like, how do I trust a sovereign God Yeah. when he is sovereign? He knows a lot more than I do. Mm. How do I trust that when it feels like is everyone being taken care of? I love that. Um, last question. Mm -hmm. What Enneagram number do you think Ashley the cat is? Whatever is narcissistic. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't answer that. Um, <laughs> do not answer that. Um, Jenny, you are a delight. Thank and you. Uh, if people want more info on the Enneagram, I know you've said Sacred Enneagram is a great one to start. Yep, yep. Friends, check it out. You could always contact us on Instagram at Known Ladies. We will resource you as best we can. And if you want to start today and haven't even figured out your number, get online. Do the test. It should be free. Don't take any that charge you. And uh, start this journey. You'll hopefully find, like we did, that there's a lot of revelations waiting you. So we're excited. And Jenny, thank you for being here. Always a joy. All right. And we'll be back with more of The Known Podcast. Well, that's it for today, friends. My special, special thanks to Dr. Jenny Carter for being here. As always, you can find us on Instagram at KnownLadies. And please don't hesitate to reach out if we can help resource you with all things Enneagram. Never forget that you are known and loved by God. We'll see you next time.